Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers. This is your host, Brent Duhame, my co-pilot, my buddy, my everything, the guy that keeps me in line, Jared Ty, is, is here with us. Jared, I think we're on episode number 109 and really cool. Uh, I don't, until this uh, pre-pod, I've not met the guest before. I know that uh, you've had some inner workings with them. I'm, I'm really interested in hearing their story. So, Jared, with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, and you can make the intros, bud. Thanks, Brent. I can't believe it's been 109 episodes, and uh, it's been a little too long since the last one, so it's, it's awesome to, to be back here. So, uh, Jed and David, I want to thank you guys for, having, for coming on. Uh, Jed Williams and David Arkin here have created Checkout DFW. Uh, which is an awesome uh, platform uh, media source, which exposes, I mean, you guys are going to explain it better than I can. So I'm just going to let you, you tell me, I, I know what your business is, but I don't think I'm going to word it as well as you can. So. <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah. We'll well, yeah, we'll take it for, thank you for having us on. It's really fun to do this. And, and just to have the kind of support and energy around this product as we get check out DFW off the ground. It's funny, by the way, Brent, you call Jared, your co-pilot, your every, that's what I call David is my co-founder, my co-pilot and my everything, the guy who cleans up all my mistakes, et cetera. Um, <laughs> I'll do a very quick description of check out DFW. And then David, who's really the architect of so much of our content that we think makes us unique can, can elaborate you know, we're a, we're a digital media company. So we're not a newspaper. We're not a TV station. We're a set of digital media assets for the way modern consumers live and consume information and in, heading into 2022. So we're a website, email newsletter, social media products, et cetera. And we are wholly focused on this one big idea. And that is providing helpful real estate content, great trusted local recommendations and expert advice that give readers a leg up. We want to be helpful and useful to our readers. We want to solve problems for them, answer their questions, help them feel more. Just got to Frisco or McKinney, or they're looking to move to Flower Mound or Prosper, whether they've been there for years and And, and for lack of a better term, be able to kind of live their best life in that community. So David, you want to kind of expand on, on how we think about that? Yeah, I would just say that, um, you know, it's been, it's challenging for people when they're thinking about moving to find information. And that is really the core of what we try to build here. Um, you know, I, Jed and I both have moved a lot in our lives. And when we moved, um, you know, trying to figure out, I mean, it's, it goes way beyond like the right house. The right house is obviously really important, but all the things around that house is what really drives the decision. You know, I mean, it's the schools, it's, is it a, is it a neighborhood that you're going to kind of fit well in is, um, does it have the activities that, you know, that you want, like how far from work, how, what's my community going to be like all those things. And those are, that is not easy information to find. And what's even harder to find is when you actually get somewhere, what, how do I live? <laughs> how do I live now? You know, how do I find the services that I need? Where do I go with my family? Um, you know, all those things. And especially for people, it's so interesting with, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about this in this pod, but like the, the part of people coming to Texas is so unique, you know? And so obviously if somebody's moving from like McKinney to Frisco, like they understand Texas already, but as we know, so many people are coming from out of state right now and being able to help people understand 
how to live in Texas, you know, I think is really, is really important. So we're really trying to think about how to be helpful. And that's one of the core things you'll hear us talk a lot about probably today is like, we want to create useful, helpful content that people can actually do something with. So much content has been created in media. It's just like, it's a good story and that's great, but we want to create content that people actually can use in their everyday life. And we think doing that will, you know, make us, you know, a, a really important resource for people that they'll kind of come back to time, time, time again. So that's kind of, kind of the idea of what we're trying to do here. Well, David, I'm a big fan and Jed of, of you guys' work and I'm amazed at how much content you've already put out. Um, can you touch on that? How many uh, articles, how many uh, pieces of content you put out um, since you started here? Yeah, I'd be happy to start uh, take that. So we've launched with about 300 pieces of content, which, you know, I, you know, probably readers don't really, or the average person doesn't really sort of know what that means. Um, you know, mostly usually when a website launches, they'll launch with a few dozen, you know, pieces of content. The reason that we had so much is that we specialize and focused on a certain number of cities. So um, Frisco, Plano, McKinney, Allen, Flower Mound, Salina, and Prosper. And what we wanted to make sure we did um, with each of those cities is that there was a, you know, it was a meaty, um, good experience on each one of those pages. And so we're trying to do things like have recommendations for, you know, the things I just sort of listed, the home service stuff, the things to do. We wanted to make sure that there was enough new information about Texas and specifically about those towns so that, you know, somebody could come there and they could figure out, they could use it as a guide to see if this was a good place for them to live or not. And we tried to create actually resources, all the things you need to like get yourself signed up for, like, you know, permits and, you know, driver's licenses and all those things, you know, per city. We wanted to make sure that was a media enough thing. We probably have 600 articles at this point. Um, with the speed of digital which is like lightning and that means that we're creating you know um, dozens of articles a week so it's awesome to come to the site and see what's there um, but just knowing that like it's a place to come over and over again because um, you know we're adding you know seven eight nine articles every day um, in each one of these areas so that, that's kind of how that's what people saw when they when they came we launched and just knowing going forward um, they'll get more, they'll get more of that. I just add kind of one thing on that. I mean, David obviously did a great job of synopsizing our, our content plan. You know, that notion of moving at the speed of digital is, I mean, you know it, Jared and, and, and Brent, like it's really important in 2022, basically. This is the speed at which people make decisions. They can't wait around until next Tuesday or a week from Sunday or whenever the next thing comes out and then by then that content may be irrelevant or not useful to them. They need it at their fingertips in that moment of decision, in that moment of need. They need to know that it's up to date and they need to be able to get it wherever they exist in the world. So yes, we want people to come to our website and hang out there and develop a habit. But for others, it might be in the email inbox, you know, and it's through a newsletter product. For others, it could be on Facebook or Instagram or Frankly, it could be not even with Checkout DFW. It could be in a Facebook group or a Nextdoor group or a Reddit channel or something like that, you know, kind of out in the broader world. And it's our job and responsibility to go find people where they are, where they're having conversations in their moment of need and deliver on that and help them in that moment of need. So we, we take that very seriously. And obviously that's why we've created a digital first and a digital only product and set of platforms to be able to deliver on that on that content promise for our readers. 
Well, I'm a big fan of what you guys do, and it just goes hand in hand with what I do. And, and Brent has been in the mortgage business for years, so it goes hand in hand with what he does. And I really like the way you mentioned that you're not just trying to make content that's going to get clicks. You know, you are trying to actually help people, and then you know the success will follow that. So I love that model. Um, and it's very needed right now because I work with a lot of clients moving in from out of state. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people are not spending as much time here in person as they would like uh, prior to making that purchase. Uh, some of, of them are doing it all, um, you know, uh, remotely and virtually. Uh, in fact, I just got off the phone with a client from North Carolina who we're going to do a virtual showing for this afternoon. So there's really a need for more information, uh, just like you guys are providing. So I'd love to hear more about your backgrounds and uh, what led up to creating Checkout DFW. Um, I can we're going in order here, so I can go first. Uh, and before I do that, I wanted to mention, um, you know, on that whole helpful thing, one of the things we started doing is uh, we're active in a lot of Facebook groups now. And sure, we're sharing our content in there and working with people to ask them if they would share it. But I'm spending a fair amount of time just, I, I see questions. I'm like, oh, you're looking for a housekeeper. We actually have a story on that. And I'm popping into the comments now. So helpfulness to us is actually going to be very one-to-one. -one, and we're seeing that people really appreciate that and, um, you know, value that. And so that's a really good kind of, um, you know, part of what we're what we're doing right now. So I just wanted to just wanted to mention that. Um, so my background, um, I came up as a reporter. I've always wanted to be um, actually in newspapers. Obviously, this is not a newspaper, but many years ago, I wanted to be in newspapers. And, um, you know, as a reporter, uh, covered education and uh, ended up um, getting uh, at a pretty young age and becoming the editor of the uh, daily newspaper in Huntsville, Texas. That's where I met my wife. She went to Sam Houston State University and we met when I was there. And from there, we kind of popped all over the country from California to New Mexico to Alabama to, to upstate New York. And um, you know, upstate New York was our first, uh, first stop for, for her. She'd ever seen snow. So it was a little bit of a rough entrance into Buffalo. It wasn't exactly the best entrance <laughs> into like snow, you know, it's pretty rough. So we were only there for about a year. And then we moved to Chicago and um, I ended up working for a big newspaper company at the time. It's called Gatehouse Media. It was buying up hundreds of newspapers all over the country. Eventually became Gannett um, Newspapers. And I worked there for 10 years and I helped lead our news division. Um, was helping kind of bringing a bunch of newspapers into our company. And really at that time, the important part of what I was doing was um, the company really needed to move to a, a digital organization, but it was very wedded in, you know, print, just like lots of kind of legacy companies are. And so I really worked on audio, worked on video, worked on, you know, trying to change storytelling to be focused online, you know, and much more as we were kind of talking about kind of a 24-7 sort of setup. Um, from Chicago, moved down to Austin, Texas. I opened up a design center down there when I was at Gatehouse and where there was there for a few years. Um, from there, I actually went to go work for Community Impact Newspapers, actually based in Austin, and I was the editor-in-chief for their newspapers across Texas. And then Jed and I got connected at a, um, at a trade association. We we're working with thousands of um, newspapers, TV stations, radio stations. Uh, I was on the content. He was on the sales and revenue side and strategy side. Um, did that for a little while. I did some, uh, some startup work, actually, in Nashville, Tennessee, where we kind of picked a city that had a lot of growth happening around it and launched a product launched a product there and did a little bit of consulting and most recently was um, uh, head of digital for the NBC station in Houston. And so I got to 
And it's very interesting. It's very much like a lot of the newspaper challenges around like, well, let's sort of move, you know, we need to do print, but we also need to move into digital. It's just very much what TV is dealing with. You know, I, I, the four five and six o'clock news is still really important, but like I recognize where the audience is heading and it's heading with, you know, kind of streaming and fire, you know, fire sticks and all those sorts of things. And so that was really, really interesting for me. And, you know, um, Jed and I've been talking for a while and, just felt the timing was right and uh, time was right in our lives. Um, you know, I kind of, we'd kind of joke, like maybe it was a midlife crisis or not. I don't know, but like it was, uh, it was time to kind of go do it. I remember my, um, my mom was in town a few, about, about a year ago. And I was, I was telling her about, you know, wanted to do something, maybe not your base six months ago, wanted to do something. And uh, she said, you know, you just don't want to look back in, you know, 20 years and wonder like, what if, you know, you got to just, got to try it and time will go by and then it'll be too late and this is the right time to do it so so that's kind of my background and kind of what kind of brought us together uh mine is not nearly as interesting as david's i like to joke but i'm not even sure it's a joke like david's the much more interesting of the two people here so i'm I'm glad he gave his story first Uh, (laughs) no i mean I, i think the way i would just sort of summarize my my career overall like david i mean david and i were similar age we both have 20 plus years of media experience this is our career this is what we do. And I think it's important that people know that if they're thinking, well, who are these guys and what qualifies them to build this product and come into this community? And, you know, it doesn't guarantee us anything. Of course, you work for everything you get. But I want people to know that we have these backgrounds. These backgrounds are built on a ton of experience and shared learnings and ideas and just, you know, just devoting our lives to creating products and content that serve audiences and serve local businesses. So we don't come at it lightly at all. Um, you know, I guess I, I'll, I'll be very quick. Uh, I would say I'll just direct people to my Wikipedia entry, but I don't have a Wikipedia entry, so that doesn't really work. Uh, you know, I, I did my master's in media entrepreneurship and digital media economics. It's funny you mentioned North Carolina. It was at UNC Chapel Hill. I did that, you know, over 15 years ago, and that's what really transformed my career. I really, I'd done some other things in media. I was a broadcaster, but I really wanted to be focused on the transformation of media, where media was going next. I can't think of an industry. I mean, real estate certainly is up there uh, as, as is education and medicine, et cetera. But I, I can't think of an industry that gets disrupted faster and more perpetually than media, how people consume, how people communicate. It's always changing. And I was exhilarated by that. So I did that, um, that master's in digital media economics. I actually teach a class uh, on media entrepreneurship to a graduate students at UNC Chapel Hill. So it's kind of a way of paying it forward. You know, and really the last 15 years have just been involved in so many parts of media, business growth, business transformation, creating digital strategy, creating digital products. Uh, I led consulting for a group out of Washington, D.C. called BIA Kelsey. I was working with Google and Yahoo and Time Warner Cable and Gatehouse, who David mentioned, and some others. I moved to Austin. I spent uh, several years working for growth stage technology companies that were venture capital backed. That was a very interesting foray into growth stage technology and growth marketing and all those sorts of things. And I I learned a lot from those experiences that I take with me. Uh, The time at Local Media Association, that trade group that David was referring to, was a a special time. It's where David and I got connected and started to build our friendship. It's also was an opportunity to work with so many media companies that needed and wanted the help around how to transform and how to grow. Uh, and then, and I was able to build a number of programs there that, that helped to grow me. And then most recently, I just mentioned it quickly, but I think it's a, a relevant chapter that helps to inform some of our thinking and my thinking specifically about Checkout DFW 
is over the past couple of years, I was actually living in Northern California. I was living in Santa Cruz. Uh, and uh, we're just joking, Brent and I were about Pebble Beach, just about an hour up the road from Pebble Beach. I was not living at Pebble Beach. That would be nice, but that was a dream. Uh, But I raised some money out there, and I built a digital news and information company from scratch. It's called Lookout Local, Uh, and it was really doing, it was replacing the newspaper, essentially, as a primary news source. Well, check out DFW is a very different business, but there are obviously some great lessons that come from building a brand and building a media company, like what David talked about in startup from scratch and saying, what's your, what's your right to win? You know, where's your opportunity? Who are you serving? How are you serving? How are you building brand? How are you building credibility? So certainly took a lot of lessons from that, that, that we're employing now. Well, you guys have some awesome stories there. And I know Brent has a couple questions. Um, I was just going to mention real quick that uh, I love the way what you're doing. It's, it's very, social media friendly. Um, You know, Gary Vaynerchuk says to not think of social media as social media, but to think of it as the current state of the internet, because that's where people are. And what you're doing, again, is very social media friendly. However, you guys are professionals, (laughs) you know, you're not just, uh, you know, anybody can can try to make a website or something like that. Uh, But what you're you guys are doing is a is a very, you know, elaborate, business that uh, again works hand in hand with social media where these where these people are Brent I, I think you had a couple questions I do first of all a statement I find the geek in me uh, the nerd in me loves this media stuff particularly I've been around long enough where the newspaper was a man but why well, I needed a newspaper every day yeah. and that was sit down and read the news and and or uh, at lunch not that I'm a a heavy gambler by any stretch, but look at the gambling lines and the sports page and all, all those things. And that was every, every day. I haven't had a newspaper uh, purposely delivered to my house in over 18 years. Didn't miss a beat. So I find what you, what you're doing is fascinating. Your backgrounds. We've had one other, one other person that was in the uh, sports reporting started out in, in uh, print and now has gone digital. So I just, I just think it's cool. I, I'm, I'm geeked out really. <laughs> Thanks. So we'll have a lot of business owners and, and whether you're whether you're starting a donut store or starting something like your platform, you have some advice. And, and David, you leaned on this a little bit for someone that's thinking about starting a business. And do you go all in or do you kind of tiptoe and keep the, the main paycheck flowing in? Any advice, David, then we'll get get to you, Jed, Jed and your thoughts. Yeah, I would just say that it's hard and scary, right? Like, um, you know, yeah, my entire career, like, I had somebody else that was sending me a paycheck, and I could, you know, and we have a family, you know, those are all like scary things. But I think that, um, you know, we were in a situation where, you know, we could, um, we thought, Jenna, you know, felt like we had an idea and um, we thought it could work. And, I think, you know, you can do all the homework you want, you know, ahead of time and you can write everything down. You want to try to write, but you really are not going to know until you honestly, until you kind of get it. And I think that the reason that Jed and I are having like the success, the early success that we're having is that we're incredibly nimble and um, we're not afraid to change, but we're pretty calculated about the changes that we're, we're making. And we use data often like all the time um, to sort of like dictate like how we're gonna, you know, do it. But I think at the same time, our, our gut reactions to our, what we've learned from the past really come into 
um, really kind of help us here. But I, I guess, you know, the whole, um, I think you got to do like your homework. You got to like have a good idea. You have to vet it, you know, and we did a pretty good job. I think before we hit the kind of go button on the website, we talked to a lot of people, you know, we talked to you know, people that we knew and trusted. We talked to a lot of realtors, you know, to kind of get a sense of, you know, are we on to the right thing here? So I think that like we had great experience that we were able to use. We had a good partnership with each other. We thought that we had kind of a good idea. We had pretty good feedback, you know, but we also knew that, you know, we may have to blow a lot of stuff up based on like what, how it actually goes, you know, and we've been really good about, you know, not being afraid, to, like staying core, true, sorry, staying true, staying true to the core, um, but being able to be flexible and turn this up and turn this down as we kind of, you know, kind of need to. And I think two people doing something together have to be able to sort of trust each other in that, you know, and have to be able to allow each other and each other's lanes to, you know, drive. And sometimes I'll say, look, man, like you can ask me that, but do what you need to do um, because I trust you. And I wouldn't have gotten into this if I didn't. So I think all of those are like a really important, like there's not like to me, like one thing that says, yeah, go do that. I think there are a lot of things here that have to kind of make it work. And those are some of the, some of the things that would be kind of top of my mind. Yeah. And so those are, those are awesome. I, I don't know how much more I can add to that. I think it's really, really well said. I mean, I, I guess that a couple of things I would say are one, I'm generally a huge proponent of entrepreneurship. So if somebody's thinking about it, be very open-minded about looking for a reason or reasons to do it. It's really easy to, to ask yourself the why question. David and I had been talking for a long time, candidly, years about working together. And I think there was more of a why sentiment to start. Like, well, why is it going to work? Why now versus later? And ultimately we got to a why not place. Why not us? Why not now? Why not this idea? Now, that all sounds great but you have to do the things David is talking about. Just saying that isn't enough. But I think spiritually, you have to get to this place. Psychologically, you have to get to this place of, of why not, ultimately, to truly make the plunge. I think the other thing is really where David was going, which is it is really important to have a good core idea or set of ideas, but having the idea is not enough. You really have to be invested in being an operator, a ruthless operator day to day. You have to have great attention to detail. You have to have follow-up skills. You have to have self-discipline. Uh, and, you know, I think having a partner in this creates even more accountability. We have accountability to each other in every way. Obviously, we're a self-funded business. We're accountable to our own finances and families and everything else, but you know, David and I sit down all the time and we assess the quality of an idea, but then we also assess our ability to actually do that. The idea sounds great, but can we actually bring that to market? Can we actually do that thing that's going to help a reader or that's going to bring in a new sponsor or advertiser? And if we do that, are there things that we're not doing? Because everything in business, as you all know, and specifically for small startup entrepreneurs, everything has opportunity cost. So if we're doing this, there are other things we're not doing and or we're not doing as well. So that's something I would also encourage entrepreneurs to think about is always think about every decision is a set of prioritization <laughs> decisions within it and a dilemma of if you're focused on this, what are you willing to give up to get there? Yeah, I, I was just going to add one other thing um, that Jen and I do a lot of and it's 
you know, when, when you own your own business, it can be really hard when it's your own money, you know, and, you know, and you can get yourself into like these, like these webs very quickly of saying, well, gosh, if we just did this or didn't spend on that, it can get us there much faster. And I think that, you know, Jed and I've done a good job of being able to stay true to like making this product. And I think that we're both focused on the quality. Like if we don't, it's been, you know, it's been so awesome is that every, I shouldn't say everybody, but I'd say pretty much almost everybody we talk to and we kind of show them the product. They're like, this is awesome. Um, like I need this. And like, that tells us like the quality of the product is absolutely the most important thing that we do. And all the decisions that we make around that, um, even when it's hard for us, like we have to stay true to that. And when we do that, you know, we're doing, you know, Jed always says, do right, you know, do right by the reader. And he's totally right because um, doing right by the reader is going to make us actually a successful business. And I think when you, when you're doing your own thing, um, that can be really hard in the beginning, but if you stay true to that, like, you know, the results you want are going to come. Right. Writing the checks is, uh, that's putting the chips all in. Jerry and I both know that, and there's nothing, <laughs> nothing more accountable than uh, a spouse or significant other, right? When they're asking, okay, what's uh, how are the finances going? Or maybe they just close their eyes, you know? And I just, mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, guess guess where we start? We have a morning stand up every morning. Guess where we started this morning? You guessed it. Guess where <laughs> we'll end our Friday afternoon stand up to wrap up the week? You guessed it. Yep, <laughs> right, right, right on. Smartly focused. I sense a how to book coming out from the two of you co-authors <laughs> on, on what to do. You're very succinct in what you've said. And we've had a, a lot of entrepreneurs in here, believe me, some of multi-billion dollar companies to smaller startups financed on their own. But I think you may have said it best, actually, between the two of you. And I'm not just blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. All right. So my, my last question I ask, Jared and I ask everyone this. David, you mentioned your mother, uh, maybe pushed you a little further along. Both, both you and Jed were, had been in discussions and thinking about this idea of getting together. Do you have anyone, uh, David, first of all, then Jared, did you have anyone pulling you back or was something in your head saying, no, 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 this isn't, I can't do this. Or maybe it was a relative or a friend saying, what the heck are you doing? Why the heck are you doing that? Anyone that, that or any of those pullbacks, David? Um, no. And so my mom was, was a good support, but my wife was like the one, it was funny. She said, you know, I just felt like you've been talking about this and talking about this for years and I was just hoping it was going to go away. <laughs> and she's like, but I, knew, I just know it's not, and it's not who you are. And like, I want you to do it. And so that was like the, actually the biggest, like, and I mean, obviously I wouldn't be sitting here doing this if she would have said no to it. Um, but I think that, that encouragement and like, you know, like it's like an emotion it's an emotional roller coaster. I'll tell you, it, it is. And like, you know, when I'm like, when I walk in my office and I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? You know, she's like, just, you know, it's going to come back around, you know? And so you just really, you, you really need that and wherever that kind of, you know, kind of comes from in terms of people, I, I, I really didn't get that from anybody. Um, you know, even when we were going through this, I think, um, some people didn't understand it. I think that was really the hard part. Cause it's kind of a hard without like, if the website didn't exist today, like, that'd be kind of a hard thing to describe. Jed did like a magnificent job of talking to people in the community about like what this was and explaining it before it actually kind of launched. But I think that was probably the, the only thing in terms of like that people didn't totally like get what we're doing. But now when they like, when they see it, they're like, Oh, I get it now. So that, 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 that that's kind of what it was like for me, Jed. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, this is where David and I are so similar in so many ways. We're, we're different in one key life way. I don't have kids and I'm not married. So I, I didn't have, um, you know, other mouths to feed and other folks at home to come back to and be accountable to. I'm, I'm accountable to myself and my appetite for barbecue, which is big enough by itself, maybe for five. Um, but, you know, for me, it was really more about gut checking this with mentors and friends. And I've been fortunate enough to, to build some great relationships over the course of time that have really endured and blossomed really going back all the way to grad school 15, 16 years ago. You know, one of my mentors there is a woman named Penny Abernathy, who's one of the leading you know, media strategists and thinkers really in the world and has been a great counsel to me for a long time. I talked to her, uh, built other relationships over the course of time with people that are in media, outside of media, entrepreneurs, executives, just smart people, grounded people. And it was an opportunity to go and share this with them and for them to keep me honest. And as I did that, that the honesty that, that they were directing to me was, look, you're, it's not going to ever going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to change. You know that. But, but this is a good idea. And we know you and we know what you're about. And for those that knew David also, we know what David's about. And like, this is in your DNA, man. Like, you know, I, I kind of jokingly call myself like a purebred entrepreneur. Like this is, this is like how I self-identify is entrepreneurship. And I think when, when my good friends and mentors heard this, they were sort of like, this is, this is like the consummation of where you've been building your career toward. You've been doing entrepreneurial things. You've been building skills. You've been trying new stuff. And now you and a partner who you really trust and who's a great compliment to you and you to him have this opportunity to kind of really take it all the way. And, and build something in your vision in a place that you care about. And I think when I had those conversations, that really got me mentally and psychologically to that place of why not instead of why. Very cool. Uh, Jared? Yeah, guys, I've really enjoyed seeing firsthand just all the value that you provide to consumers. Um, I know one other thing that's important to you guys is helping local professionals, helping fellow entrepreneurs um, get exposure. Yeah. Uh, if, if someone is listening to this and, you know, they're in the, the DFW area here and they would love to, uh, be featured perhaps or connect with you guys, uh, what's a good way to, to get in touch? Yeah. Thanks for asking that. That's, it's really nice of you. I guess I better take that as the chief revenue officer. So, uh, <laughs> the easy way is contact us directly. You know, our info is on the site. We're available. We're not one of those sites where you go, who are these guys? I can't get in touch with these guys. It's real simple. It's just Jed, J E D at checkoutdfw.com and David D A V I D at checkoutdfw.com. And we respond the same day. There's always a human being on the other end of that email you know, I'll just mention really quickly, we have a lot of what we think are really unique and compelling ways that we can work with the local business community. That includes realtors and the whole real estate ecosystem, but it goes beyond that too and can include all sorts of community businesses. There are lots of things we can do with businesses for free just to get them started, to get them understanding us, to build a rapport with us. We love writing profiles on businesses, understanding their founding story, understanding how they contribute to the community. Um, all those sorts of things. That's a great way for us to get to know you as a business and for you to get to know and work with us. And then we have a whole marketing partnership program that, you know, includes sponsorship and advertising, but also includes being able to build great content with and for our business partners, um, enabling them to utilize our content in some smart ways. And I could go on and on. At the end of the day, 
It is about being thoughtful and serving the needs of that business customer to help them achieve the, the outcome that they want and they desire. And that's how we're built. We're not built to show up and go, do you want to advertise this month? That's not who we are. It's not who we stand for. What we stand for in the same way that with our readers, we don't stand for just like publishing stuff without listening to them. We're all about listening. This is a relationship driven business and that extends to every part of the enterprise. I love it. I think that, um, you know, doing a, a sponsorship like that is a great investment. You know, I don't look at it as advertising we talked about. It's, it's more of a business growth hack. I heard someone else say, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. Then one other thing that I, it, I spoke with you guys about is how I've subscribed to your newsletter and um, I get emails and I let those emails serve as reminders for me to be active in my own marketing. So whenever I get those emails, I'll go and share those to my social media platforms, my business page. And again, that's a reminder for me. So it's, it's a win-win because I'm, you know, getting the word out for consumers. I'm getting your name out there, you know, not that you need any help with that. And then it also, you know, keeps me active. So that's something I'd highly recommend if you're in the local area, subscribe and share um, and even if you're in another area listening to this and there's other, you know, uh, hyper local news sources that you can subscribe to do that, get them in your inbox and don't delete that email until you've actually shared it. And, uh, that's helped you, you know, helps you as a business, um, stay active. I'll just, I, it's a great point. And I just add, first off, the only thing I would correct is we need all the help we can get. So thank you. We, uh, you are helping us quite a bit. We've loved getting a chance to start to interact and some of these groups and get to know people and hopefully be helpful. And I think I just would add one quick comment to your point. Like we think we're doing something really interesting and unique, but we're not the only game in town. There's other content out there. Um, it's, and, and I mean, I like to talk about if you're really doing a service to readers, be the place where they start. You don't have to be the place where they finish. If you're the place where they start and you provide value and you get them where they want to go, they'll keep coming back to you because you're doing a service for them. And so you're right, Jared. I mean, it's, you know, we'd love for people to sign up for our newsletter and use our newsletter as a reminder and as helpful content, but whatever you're doing, be helpful. I think that's the spirit of this and wherever content and storytelling and useful information can be helpful, you know, make that really a tentpole of your business, whatever that business is. And just real quick on the newsletter, um, it's really it's really easy to get it. It's on top of our homepage to subscribe. It's actually in blue and the navigation says newsletter. It's really easy to subscribe to it. And we send it out a few times a week. And, you know, it's a mix of, you know, real estate market news, things to do content, homes that we found, profiles on local people. It's a little bit of everything, but it's a great way to kind of start your day. So really, really, really appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. Well, as we wrap this up, Guys, again, I'm a, I'm a raving fan. I just uh, had the opportunity to meet you over the last 30 minutes. And prior, prior to our pod yesterday, I, I went in and, and looked at the website just so I can get a little, little what I felt like was a little information to get to know you guys. It was, I could actually figure out how to go through it pretty fast. So if I could figure it out, mm-hmm. certainly every, uh, I'm sure your readership and others that will become um, atta- attached to you picking up your uh your newsletter and whatnot, but guys, it's been an absolute pleasure, both David and Jed. Thank you so much. And hats off uh, on your backgrounds and doing what, what, uh, what your passion really calls for. That's exciting. That's, uh, that's been an entrepreneur and 
And yes, I get those Monday morning meetings and those Friday afternoon meetings, uh, Jed. I know all about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're 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 necessary, right? Sometimes they're a celebration, and sometimes it, you know, the uh, the, the pencil needs to get sharpened. But I, I get it. But that's exciting, guys. Thanks for uh, thank you both for joining us on this episode of Breaking Business Barriers. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. I hope. Uh, I hope to get to know you guys better as well. Personally, this is why we do this. It's fun. You know, we just do it. We do it for fun. And, and you mentioned a number of times, each of you, the importance of relationships. Absolutely. B yeah. Big time. B yeah. Big time. So on behalf of uh, Jared Ty, this is your host, Brent Duhame. And uh, on your write-up, readers or listeners, I should say, I'll, I'll make sure that uh, remind them where they can find you all. Okay? Great. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Thanks for your support, guys. Thank you guys for joining us.